Hello everybody, I'm Will Frazier. Welcome to History Made Up, episode 100. Hello everybody, welcome to History Made Up, the informative improvised podcast. I am so thrilled about today's episode. I want to thank all of you listeners so much for all your support and everything. Uh, episode 100. Wow. I cannot believe it. Um, I've been to so many great places. I've visited so many different fun improv communities and just met the best, best people. And so that's what we're highlighting on episode 100. I have some of my friends from improv scenes all over the country and I had them record a story and send it in and I got some of your favorite Des Moines improvisers on the show to improv some scenes off of these stories one-on-one uh, so there's a a lot of uh, two-man improv it's gonna be great it's so much fun I had so much fun I'm recording these af- this after I've recorded some episodes, and uh, they're really great. You're going to enjoy it. And, yeah, I just I love you guys so much. Thanks so much for listening. Keep supporting the podcast. Patreon.com slash History Made Up. And uh, I just I don't know what to say. I'm so happy and uh, proud of this show and all this work. And I just want to thank you all so much for listening sticking with it for these first hundred episodes so without further ado let's get to it all right i'm here with jackie wessels hello jackie hello uh so yeah i went to st louis last year and my buddy sean madden called in and tells us a very interesting little story uh so you ready for that yeah all right let's go to it Hey, Will, this is Sean Madden in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, checking in here with a story. I'm going to tell you uh, the story of Gina Scott uh, and how she unveiled the prophet. Uh, So we're talking about the Veiled Prophet Ball here. uh, And in St. Louis, there's an organization called the Veiled Prophet. And they have done, uh, they've existed for about 120 years in St. Louis. Uh, They've been highly uh, elite. is, and the rich folks have been uh, in power, have been mainly part of the organization. Uh, but the weird part of what they do is annually at the end of the year, they have a, a really lavish ball and they have uh, their daughters compete to be the uh, bride of the veiled prophet. And uh, the prophet is always wearing this like ornate pillowcase over his head with a crown, and we're never supposed to know who the Veiled Prophet is, but um, there's been a lot of protests against the organization in the past. Percy Green was a part of the protests. Uh, he's a famous uh, protester here in St. Louis. He climbed, tried to climb the arch at one point, uh, but this he was outside uh, while this one woman named Gina Scott, uh, she was inside of the ball, and uh, she kind of had thought their plan was a little bit bullshit. And she wanted to uh, really put a stamp on it. This is 1972. 
so she was on the third floor balcony of this ball, and she saw an electrical cord, and she swung down from the third floor balcony onto the first floor, smashing into some steps. Uh, after she came to, she saw a security guard coming at her, and then she leapt towards the Veiled Prophet, unveiling the Veiled Prophet, who turned out to be the vice president of then Monsanto, now Bayer. Uh, the Post-Dispatch took photos, but they didn't release the photos till decades later. The Post-Dispatch is our local newspaper. Um, and after, you know, a lot of people pressuring them for decades to release the photos. Uh, but, uh, so Gina Scott unveiled the Prophet, and, uh put a little dent in the Veiled Prophets organization, but they're still doing great. They've changed their name. Uh, there's no longer the Veiled Prophet Fair, which is the annual 4th of July festival here in St. Louis, uh, sponsored by the Veiled Prophet. Now they call it Fair St. Louis. Same organization, different name. Uh, so when in doubt, change your name. Thanks, Will. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Darlene? Darlene, come in. Let show show me the dress. Okay. Come on in. Okay. Come come on. Turn. Give me a twerk. Oh my goodness. Really? Oh my goodness gracious. They would be. I'm gonna tell you right now. The prophet would be mad not to pick you tonight. Totally mad. Well, I I think it's a little much. I mean, I can't sit down and I can't really breathe. And also, this tool is really itchy yeah yeah that's all normal this is all part of the ritual part of the process the hat and the umbrella too yes absolutely oh my gosh there will be someone at the door to take your umbrella uh but they will come out later in the night but i i mean i don't want to tell you too many of the secrets but uh i just um i did want to mention um now if you get up there and you know the Veiled Prophet comes and greets you and the traditional fist bump mm -hmm. and butterfly kiss. Yeah. When he gets close like that for that butterfly kiss, you might be able to smell him. And if it smells like Uncle Tito, yeah. just don't say anything. Like, don't mention it. I know, you know, he smokes three packs a day and it's just... just um, just don't mention it. I know he has a very strong odor about him. Well, why okay. can't I say anything? If I have to wear this dress, carry this umbrella, and wear this hat, and he gets to smell like cigarettes. Well, no, but it's not him. It's the Veil Prophet, so we don't know who it is. I'm just saying, like, maybe if the Veil Prophet, oh, I don't know, stole some of your Uncle Tito's clothes, or, you know, I just, um, uh, just don't, just don't mention his smell. Well, in general, that's just a good. And if you notice his homemade shoes that Uncle Tito makes, mm -hmm. it's a Veil Prophet's wearing homemade shoes mm -hmm. that we all know Uncle Tito makes and tries to suit. So just don't mention it. Just try to not mention it. Well, maybe just I don't bring it up that you've seen that, that type of shoe before when people start freaking out. I've never seen that, you know. Well, maybe I can bring up, if he knows Uncle Tito, I think that would be a really good conversation starter. Don't you think that would really give me a good in? Darlene, you know you're not allowed to ask questions of the Veiled Prophet. Why not? Because you're a woman, and you know these rules. Don't you get that wild look in your eye. Okay, I, I know you try, like to stir things up, all right? I just think it's a bit ridiculous that I have to, you know, Put on the nine. 
do a real show, a real razzle-dazzle for this man who just wears homemade shoes. Come on, darling. We got it tough. We, you know, we're we're lucky that they're letting us in to this elite party. You can th- look at us. You could bring us all up from the trailer, all right? And you could, I mean, you could get us places if you're the wife of the veil prophet. Oh, my God, Darlene. Can you, like, I mean, I don't even know. What's your li- you'll just have a better life. Well, if you want it so bad, it sounds like you want the better life. Why don't we slap some makeup and a dress on you and waltz you around like a little show pony? Don't think I haven't tried. Here, I wasn't going to say anything. Your mama hid these photo albums away, but this is me when I was your age. See? 16, 17, 18. These are... Wow. I I did. I went to... I put on a full dress and makeup, and the Pearl Prophet did not want me. And after I started to get hair on my face, this the fourth year they caught me, and that's why it's so lucky they're letting us in. They don't, they don't know. Well, <sighs> all right, and oh, all, and obviously, if the Veil Prophet happens to be riding in Uncle Tito's wheelchair, obviously, don't mention that either. That's uh, just a. You know, this is really throwing up some red flags for me. Did you um, pray? Okay. What? Like what? I don't... Well, because if you're so much like Uncle Tito, I don't want to be with Uncle Tito. I think that's kind of creepy. Oh, it for sure also, is, but it's not. maybe he pocket. is Uncle Tito. We haven't seen him in a while. That's true. And I don't know... I, like I said, I'm just saying... I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. That's all. I just need you to be prepared for anything. Mm. Did you prepare... Your talent? Yeah. You've been practicing climbing that arch that I built in the backyard? I yeah. know it's real steep and it's real slippery, but I think you can actually climb it. Well, I just... I know you fall after like seven or eight feet every well, time. Well, that's because you won't let me wear sho- shoes or gloves, and I really think I'd have a better chance of showing in my talent if I got all the proper tools. Oh, we've been over this, Darlene. If you're not wearing the dress, and you're not looking your best... Mm-hmm. Maybe the prophet's not going to choose you. Maybe he won't. Maybe he will. I don't know. If you want to wear your Lululemon athletic gear to climb and you think that that's extravagant enough, I mean, uh, maybe he'll be impressed. Maybe he won't. I don't know. If I wear the dress, can I leave the umbrella? I know it's supposed to be how I get down. I'm supposed to jump off the top of the top of the arch and pop open the umbrella and just kind of float down but dad i don't i don't think that's possible we're gonna sew in here no, turn around no. turn around let me okay. show you what, I, what i've sewed into your dress here okay see this this where it just looks like it's another fold Look, yeah see yeah it's I a see long it. pocket to hold your umbrella it's an umbrella holster yeah i built it in well i mean maybe that'll work that part wasn't what I was worried about. I was more or less worried about me being a person flying down from the top of the arch only protected by an umbrella. And an old umbrella. A vintage umbrella. You think this will hold me? I mean, this has been your dream ever since you were a little kid. It has And hasn't. we watched Mary Poppins. Well, I did. You loved Mary Poppins yeah, so much that as soon as this as soon as this came, I was like, well, obviously. I mean, I thought the only reason that I built this in to your talent, because I assumed that you loved it still. 
you don't ask me what I like, Dad, or what I want, and that's the issue with all of this, is you're just assuming that what everyone else does I should do and that the kid I was, I don't know, 16 years ago is the same kid that I am right now. That's not the case. Embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing. Okay, so let's just, all right, let's call the meeting to order. We'll, let's officially get this started. Um, the official meeting of the, well, I guess that's why we're all here. <laughs> we have to change our name. I mean, we can't, uh, obviously we can't have uh, the same name after the big fiasco. The big fiasco. That's what we're going to call it, I think. I think that's the best way. Um... I know the newspapers are calling it uh, Dogmageddon, but I just think we'll just call it the fiasco, um, and we're just going to change our name. We're not going to do anything sure. different. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Absolutely not. All of our evil yeah. will still be... Well, I just right. want to make sure we're on the same page. No, dude. Totally on the same page. Okay, 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 okay. So... Alright. Why don't we... Also, Ugh. yeah, sorry, what was your idea? Oh, no, I no, go think, for it. I just, I wanted to bring the, uh, this petition... Yeah. Uh, to everyone, uh, that there's been going around, uh, facebookchange.org, mm -hmm. uh, for us to, uh, pay for rescue dogs from other states and regions... To bring into our the, back to the Midwest, where we've, you know, uh, murdered the a hundred percent of the dog population. Uh, sorry, the fiasco. The it's, fiasco. It's not. <laughs> we don't say the word murder, man. Like, that sounds, no, 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 That no, sounds no. pretty harsh. No, 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 no. Uh, no as far no, no, as like no, no, bringing no, some no, doggos no. in here, I think maybe if we just like get a man dog and a woman dog, ask each dog for their consent, and redog the dogs. Great. Yeah. So we'll just uh, do it exponentially like that. Yeah. Here's my thing. Maybe we just do that, maybe like eight or nine different ones so we can get the pairs going faster. You know, see what I'm saying? Eight or nine different pairs. Different pairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they the same type of doggo or different doggos? Oh, either way. We could do different. Oh, we could do the nice. same. We could do the mixes. Honestly, I think like, maybe... We're starting from scratch here. That's the best that's thing. That's what I'm saying. But it's for the bet. But we okay. do, yeah. in order to get the dog sure. food back out, uh -huh. you know, the money coming in, we do mm -hmm. need dogs to be... We need yeah. we, we need living dogs in the Midwest yeah. again. Otherwise, uh, the you know, right. not going to be making any of the money on the dog food. So well, we can just, like, that. table yeah. the idea of fake dogs for a little bit um, if we really want to go down the real route again. Fake dogs don't eat dog food. That's my own... My biggest problem with your fake dog idea is fake dogs don't eat dog food. So fake dogs really can't eat dog food. Make the money. Fake dog... You can make a fake dog look... look you can make a fake dog look like it flies. You can make a fake dog look like it does anything. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, on, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Okay, I really think you're glazing over me, but that's fine. I'll keep... No, 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 no. no, no. it's fine. I we'll just... Keep on going. Um... Okay... Keep on going. Next item. Yeah. Next. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, getting away from the dog food, the people food. All yeah. right. The arsenic in the breakfast cereals program is going great. Good. Oh, so good. Like there've only been three, four hundred infant deaths. Yeah. So I mean, by the end of next year. Hmm easily a million like we've only been going on this for 
three days. That's great. Yeah. God, man, that's so good. And I then, love money. Right. Have I told you that? Like, how much I just fucking love money. I really got the gist. I could give a fuck about yeah. anything else in the whole world. Just a lot of money. I would murder your whole family. Whoa! Only child here. Well, your husband and kids, I was referring to. That's all right. Uh, okay. I'm just saying, like, we're going to... Monsanto is fucking awesome. Whoa, nice you. Or I guess no. Uh, 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 yeah, new name. Uh, uh, oh, um, Chew. Uh, uh, Dupont. We'll just call it. What? What are we calling? It? Did you say Dupont? Yeah. Is that okay? I don't know, very regal. Just name it after Dupont. Your family. Oh, I think they'll like that. Okay, I'm here with Mari Morose. Hi, Mari. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Great. Thanks so much for doing this. Of course. Anytime. Yes. Every time. <laughs> I would take you up on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I went to, I performed at the San Francisco Improv Festival. And yeah, you did. It was so much fun. And I made so many friends. And one of the uh, friends I made was Erin Daruska. And she was, like, running the festival, so I couldn't have her on any of the shows. But I I got her to send in a message, so she's going to tell us a lovely little story. Hooray! All right, let's go to that. <laughs> this is Erin Daruska, former artistic director of the San Francisco Improv Festival. Uh, I was going to share a story of the time uh, I, uh, I always say the best thing I ever did was never kiss my husband <laughs> and it doesn't mean that I, I never kiss him now um, although maybe that's a little bit true <laughs> we've been married a long time uh, but when we first met uh, he had come to visit me I lived in Chicago at the time and he was living in Buffalo New York and uh, we were just friends he was a friend of a mutual friend of mine and I was told he was going to be in Chicago and I lived there and would I show him around and I uh, had had sort of a crush on him, but I was dating someone else. And the last time I had met him, uh, he also was with someone else. And turns out he was single. I was still with the same person, so that uh, it wasn't uh, quite a possibility. But we had hung out, and I actually had asked my boyfriend that night if he wanted to come out with us. But I also knew that he wouldn't want to go, and so I felt less guilty <laughs> about going out with him. But knew that he, uh, I knew he'd say no. And so uh, we hung out. We had a really good time. There was definitely some chemistry and a spark between us. But uh, at the end of the night, he said, you know, I really want to kiss you. And I said, um, I really want to kiss you too, but I, I can't. You know, I have this boyfriend and things are complicated and uh, things aren't going so great. But at the same time, I still have this boyfriend. And he said, you know, I totally respect that. And uh, let's just stay in touch. And so uh, we did. We stayed in touch. <laughs> Actually, it didn't take much longer to stay in touch because uh, the next day I had come home and my, well, I guess I was home the night before. That makes it sound like I stayed out all night. I didn't. <laughs> I The next day my boyfriend came over to my house and uh, he was hell-bent on the idea that I had cheated on him that night for whatever reason. Uh, and I said, no, I, I didn't. I can easily say I did not. Uh, I didn't share the whole story, but I was like, I definitely can tell you I, that did not happen. And he didn't believe me. And so this went on for two more days where he just kept pounding me and pounding me and saying, like, you, you know, you, you know, you cheated on me. I know you cheated on me. And I said, well, clearly you can't trust me. So we're breaking up. <laughs> so we broke up and I immediately called my now husband and said, uh, I'm, I'm single 
and we should date. <laughs> and so we started dating long distance and it, the rest is history. And it's been, uh, we've been together at this point. We've been together 15 years and married 14. Uh, so I always say that uh, the best thing I ever did was not kiss him because had I kissed him, then maybe he wouldn't have been able to trust me and we wouldn't have had a long distance relationship and ended up, he ended up moving to Chicago eventually. And we probably wouldn't be married today if that didn't happen. So that's it. That's my story. Bye. Going to work? Yeah. Yep. Just I'm heading heading there now. I'm just going to grab my bag and maybe a banana and maybe some granola. Nice dress. Thank you. Thanks. I've worn it a bunch of times. Yeah. I remember you wore it on our second date. Um... Craig still work there? Uh, yeah, no, nobody's been fired in the past two mm-hmm. days since we lost. So you're just going to work? Yeah, I'm... Just happens to be that Craig also works there? Yeah, Dan, we've talked about this. Craig is a co-worker of mine. Uh-huh, yeah. And I'm going to work where he has to... Right. Be there by con- like Ugh. contract. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I also don't. I, I I don't know why you're so fascinated by Craig. He works four floors below me. I've talked to him once in my life. Right. I just you told that story like, you know, you ran into guy when you were getting a salad at lunch and just happened to work in the same building. It's just I just remember things. I, you're very. I mean, and, clearly, you remember this dress that I wore on the second date, which yeah. I appreciate. I love that about you. I love that you always remember things. But this Thank is you. one thing I think you don't need to remember. Well, I mean, it's like, but you're going to work, and it's like, ugh. So, were you wearing work clothes to go out on a date with me? Was that like work? No, no, no. You're no. Or are you oh just like you're no. trying to fancy it up at work now no. and like trying to maybe show Greg what's up? Oh no. Dan, I work for a women's health magazine. My entire staff is women. Craig what? works in IT floor four floors down. I saw him in the salad line one time in the one cafeteria we have in our 10-story building. Right, but you bought me the same shoes that he was wearing. Wait, I mean, that you... was, you, you know, you met, you bumped into him at the line. You said, oh, those are neat shoes. Where are those? Where'd you get those? And then you went and you bought me a pair like you wanted me to be. No, Greg? no. Like, granted, no. yes, I did need a new pair of shoes. I loved the shoes Craig was wearing. And then I said, these would look great on Dan. So I bought them for you. You should be flattered. It's a compliment. Oh, Okay. See, you didn't tell me that part of the story where you said to him, I should get these for Dan. Oh, I totally said that. I promise Because, you. I mean, you, you you can understand where I'm coming from. Like, the things just started swirling in my head. I like, mean, like, a little bit, but also, I, I'm so sad that you think that I, this would happen. Like, we've been together 14 years. Yeah. It's a long time. It is a long time. And I can guarantee you that Craig, I don't even know his last name. Craig, who works in IT on Craig the fourth who works, floor, yes. floor, four, four floors below you. Yeah. I can guarantee you that he is not a threat to our relationship. <sighs> I promise, and I'm sorry. I mean, like, you say that, and it makes me happy, and, like, I want to believe you, but then there's, like, you know, I go to work, and there I am in the DJ booth at the strip club, and all I can think of is Craig. 
I know, and I know you work really hard. And how it's like a threat to our relationship. I know. That he's only just four floors, floors below you there. And believe me, I can see where you're coming from. And I mean, you know. I understand. I get it. Yeah. And I can, and I can. Candy and Trixie say that I should say something to you. Well, I mean, maybe they're just looking out for your best interests. They are. They're my best friends. But the thing is, is that nothing is going on. I can guarantee it. Truly, I I just don't understand why you would even think that. Like, I trust you wholeheartedly in everything that you do. You know this. Well, that's And I know that your job is very, very important to you. And I back you... 100%. A lot of people don't respect the artistry of a strip club DJ. I know. And I very much appreciate that you do. Thank you. And that you love me so much. Yes. And let me chase my passion. And you know I'm moving up the ranks. I know you are. And I know a lot. I'm going to have to move to New York soon. I'm going to get one of those New York gigs. I'm telling you. And I will follow you there. I will will back you 100%. And I'm I never I'm never afraid of these I mean you're around hundreds of women every day. When? Every day at work. What oh uh I mean yeah. I mean we work in the same place and I play music for them to get naked to, but like I'm in the DJ booth. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're in the DJ booth. They're naked 10 feet from you. I'm on my floor. Craig's four floors below me who I've spoken to once. It's the same. You know what I'm saying? Gosh. I just wish there was... Honestly, I'm going to be totally honest. I wish there was another floor. Damn. I wish there was five floors. I mean, we all, Can you we all get a it. promotion? No. <laughs> Can you maybe ask that Craig moves down a floor? You know what? Fine. I'll ask. I'll see what can be done. I'll just... It doesn't hurt to ask. But I'm not going to ask for promotion, especially if we're moving to New York. Well, I mean, who knows? That could happen tomorrow. That could happen in 38 years. So, I'm just so glad you have committed to stay beside me all that time. Okay. Yes. I. But I need to go to work now. Is that okay? <sighs> I will not yeah. talk to Craig. Okay. I won't even look at Craig. Great. But you please tell Trixie and Candy that I say hello. Of course I will. Cut to the elevator at work. Oh, hi. Hi. Mm. Remember, I ran into you like a month ago, and you asked me about my shoes. Uh. We were having, we were eating salads down in the food court, remember? My name's Craig. Mm. That's a nice dress. Uh, Are you okay? Yeah. Thumbs up, huh? Ooh. You do remember, huh? Uh, Lots of thumbs up you're giving me. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. Yeah. Ooh, um, Great. Okay. All right. Well, this is my floor. I know you still have to go up to nine, but... Ooh. Are you... Are you okay? Yeah? Look, uh, Craig... Could you, could we go down one more floor and could you just stay there for the rest of the day? And, was, and then... Uh, oh, well, my desk is on... Five. Uh, and yeah. I know yours is up on nine. And um, yeah, uh, but I'm going to need you to go down one more floor. Is that okay? Uh, 
I just mean, for uh, maybe is there something down there I need to fix. Or? Uh, yes, yes. There and so Grubhub's is. on that floor. You oh, know, the they whole... have their offices on uh, one, two, three, and four. Oh, good. The, the whole IT floor. for the building on five. Yes, the and whole... then the women's health magazine. From six all the way to the top. You know this building well. You know I do. I mean, you must. Yeah. I have to stop talking to you. Um, look, uh, Craig, I just just for the, the indefinite future, I'm going to need you to be on the floor below the one you're currently on. So, this comes from the top. The top of the, of the top. Uh, the okay. Women's Health Magazine top floor. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to argue with that. So I guess I'll just um, get off here and I'll gather my things and then I'll... Head Thank down you. to the top floor of Grubhub. Thank you. Thank see you. What's, what's Just see, what, see what happens. Maybe you'll yeah. work for Grubhub. I don't know. Oh. You know, that could be fun. Yeah. I mean, they need IT people. They probably do. Cut to the strip club. I don't know, Candy. Look. You can't just, trust her. You can't love her the way that that is meant to be, okay? You gotta have full trust and full love. Wow. Or else it's nothing. Or else it's nothing, Dan. You're, you're so wise. Thank you. You know what? I know that like it's not really loud, but do you want to come up to my DJ booth and just like hang out and talk to me? Oh my god, I've never been in a DJ booth before. I know, right? It's this is sort of my work area, you know, where the floor down there is yours, and but Trixie's coming up next, so I mean, we could sort of root her on. Oh my god, I would love that. Show me what these all these like buttons that you press do. Great. Yeah, yeah. This one plays. <gasps> Play? Yep. And then this one over here, see that plays too? What? But you, you can't hear it yet. Oh. Because <laughs> there's this toggle switch in the middle. And it'll go from one oh, to the other. Oh. And you see how this one's playing now? What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So you can have two songs almost play at the same time. That's right. <laughs> Everything makes sense. I get it. You're so wise. I'm. That's what people call me, Candy Wise. Come back home. Oh my God, uh, Dan. I have something to tell you. Oh, how was work? Work was work was great. I had a lot of really good. Um, positive stories going on right now about women's health but um i, I did i i Great. can't lie to you i i did talk the girls about at the club love those articles oh good good i'm so glad to hear that yeah um listen dan i i was in the elevator and craig walked in you know my friend candy's very wise oh wait what i you're in the elevator with craig he walked like in. a closed confined space he he walked in i, I couldn't i couldn't avoid him and he uh, he he brought brought out the shoes and he asked how if you liked them. I didn't. And didn't, I assume you just made noises at him I didn't, and didn't say any actual words. Yes, yes, yeah, no, no. Thumb, no. lots of thumbs. Lots of thumbs. And hums and haws. I just I didn't say anything um, until uh, I asked him to move to a different floor. I asked him to move to the floor below, and he did it. He moved another floor. Oh. But in order to do that. You had to talk to him? I had to talk to him a little bit. So. You couldn't just have like written it down on a piece of paper Look, and handed Dan, it to him? You couldn't I, have just texted on your phone and just like showed it to him? I, Candy says, I deserve love in all the ways that love comes. All right? And she's like very wise. She okay. even knew some of the ins and outs of DJ equipment. Wait. What? 
she what do you what Wait, do you mean what she like no, got to see your dj equipment? uh yeah yeah you said that nobody ever talks no, to you they no i mean no one's allowed up there or anything she definitely didn't like come up and show me or you know explain how things you know what i needed some help today all right i just this craig thing's been really just Hey, so I invited Candy up to the DJ booth, okay? Oh, my God. That's fine. I don't care if you invite Candy up to the DJ booth. Her new tits look really great, by the way. Look, I don't mind that you work at a strip club and that you are a DJ, a freaking DJ, at at a strip club. DJ Rat Tail. And I... We're at a women's health magazine. Oh, yeah. And I've talked to one other man. My only one other man ever. And it's Craig twice now. One time to buy you a pair of shoes. And the other time to make him move freaking floors to be farther away from me. Can we, can we see where there might be some bias yep. in this relationship? I do. I totally see it now. I can't be married to someone that just does things like this willy-nilly. I mean, man, you, you, like, you should have stood up for yourself. Oh my god. I swear to god, damn. <laughs> Alright, I'm here with Mike Kitzman. Hi Mike, how are you? I'm well, Will. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, thanks so much for being here for episode 100. One. I know, right? So this is the 100th podcast that's ever been released. Exactly. Yep. And it just happens to be mine. Right. Yep. Uh, So yeah, uh, January this year I went to Miami for the Miami Improv Festival, met some great people. and um, You've been all over the country this year. Oh yeah, it's been crazy. 15, in 100 episodes, for these 100 episodes I've been to 13 different states now. Wow. Yeah. It's nuts. But yeah, uh, one of the guys uh, I met in Miami, uh, Nero Negron, and he called in and has a very great story for us. You okay. Ready? Yeah. Hey, Will. This is Nero from Simpena and Just the Funny in Miami. Happy 100th, man. Uh, so, uh, so. This, I grew up, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, and um, this was around my, I want to say like I was 14 or 15, it was around my mid-teens, um, and me, uh, I had I was visiting one of my, uh, one of my distant cousins uh, up in the, uh, kind of like the mountain area of Puerto Rico, um, we would usually just, you know, chill around, he had like a, he had like this tricked out golf cart which yes that's a thing uh basically he like he had put like kind of like these almost off-road kind of tires on it um he had somebody work on it so like it actually went faster than what a regular golf cart goes um and we used to just go around town and uh well not around town but more like around the uh the neighborhood that he lived around at um and just kind of cruise around, talk shit, and all that, all that good stuff with like some of the some of his friends over by the by the community where he lived. Um, so one of the things that we used to we used to love doing was while the while 
one of the sections that he lived in was already built another part of the community was still being built and because it was a mountain area they still had to like kind of prep the soil and all that stuff for uh you know for the foundations and all that stuff so while they while the construction workers were doing that um during the weekends when they weren't working we uh we uh we used to sneak in and kind of take the golf cart all the way up there and it was kind of like a cool little scrambling area for you know just going crazy with the golf cart and like we like built ramps and stuff like that uh needless to say we ate shit a lot on that golf cart like it's like I don't, i'm surprised that thing worked half the times that we we took it up there so uh one one day we're you know we're we're kind of done with all that stuff and we're we're coming down to um you know by the houses by where where he lives and um you know it's it's nighttime now we're we're kind of just chilling by the sidewalk and uh just talking just talking smack uh with a couple of the kids there too and um all of a sudden the uh one of the kids just starts freaking out he's like dude what is that what is that what is that and we're like we're just sitting there like looking around and we can't like and we can't figure it out he's like dude in the sky in the sky so we like look over um like we look I, I look over to the sky and i see this like it looked like a flare if i could describe it that way like it was this green light that just was slowly coming down um but it was my first thought it was like it's a flare but it was so far away and it was so bright that i was just like at that point i was like yeah there's no way this is a flare so it's slowly careening down and there's a mountain um by you know in the distance so when it goes down and it touches the mountaintop this bright ass green light it was like an explosion of just green light like radiates throughout the entire mountain like it was insane like i could see almost every like tree in the mountain for like half a second or two and it just like and the way it looked like it, it's like it's it radiated light up and then it radiated light right back down like it was just like a like a flash of light up and then like flat and then like it got sucked right back into the mountain so like we're all like just sitting there dumbfounded and then all of a sudden like all of us scream and run our and our, <laughs> run our ways back home trying to figure out what the hell we just saw and to this day i still ha- have no idea but you know growing up in puerto rico you do see a lot of crazy shit so yeah that's pretty much my story man happy 100 all right hey billy yeah uh guess what just got out of the shop what my scooter your scooter yeah oh all right I'm i'm so sorry that i left it in the construction site and they sort of beat it up and stole some parts from it and everything but i'm glad that you got it back yeah and it's working great so i got the bill uh congratulations right thank you yeah um you do i get to drive it again no oh you never get to drive it again oh is that what you 
came over here to tell me? No, I came to tell you that you owe me $872. Oh. Oh. I, told, I don't have a job. I'm just a kid. I don't have $800. Listen. $872. Okay, I might have the $2 in my piggy bank. Okay, well, I'll take that. Okay, do you want me to go get my... Piggy? Yeah, go get your piggy bank. Okay, just what's that? Cut to his bedroom. He's rummaging through his uh, piggy bank and his dad walks in. Uh, hello, Billy. Oh, hey. How's hey. your day going, son? Oh, it's going pretty good. Um, Uncle Steve's here. Um, oh, is that him? I thought I heard that scooter. Yeah, uh, he got the scooter fixed. And um, I'm just trying... He got it fixed? Was yeah. there something wrong with it? Oh, yeah. Um, the last time he let me borrow it, I uh, drove it into the construction site. You what? I was... It just... It looked like there were some sweet hills and ramps and jumps in there. And no one was around, so I just decided to take yeah, it in. Did you get some good air? I, I did. I got some oh, good, sweet good, killer good. air. To, but one of the tires broke, so I just left it there. And then the uh, construction workers, I guess, didn't like that too much, so they sort of beat it up and graffitied it. Anyway, Uncle Steve wants me to pay the bill to get it fixed. Is right, well, eight hundred seventy-two dollars. Yeah. Do you have eight hundred seventy-two dollars, Billy? Well, I just opened up my pinky bank and I have two dollars and eighty-five cents. Okay, well, you can start paying him back now. Yeah, that that was his thought too. Do you maybe? Could maybe you help me, Dad? Did I leave the scooter in the construction site? No, but maybe if you could. Who left the scooter in the construction site, Billy? I did, Dad. I did. Um, I think this will help you build some character. No, and I agree totally. I just think if maybe if if you give the money to Uncle Steve, and then I can just pay you back. um, That way, Uncle Steve doesn't come over here and try to shake me down every day. And Billy, what's your credit score? Oh, I'm just a, a kid. I don't... Well, you're know. asking for a loan, oh, right? Okay. Or are you asking for a gift? Well, I'm I'm asking for help, Dad. Right. Yeah. Just uh, help. What do you think help means, Billy? Well, it means, you know, you, you can pay Uncle Steve the $870. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to give you this 285 so you owe him $872, Billy? Right. So I guess you could... and then see. So you're wanting to shortchange your uncle? No, no. See, you would take the $2.85 I give you, and you could put that in with the $870 that you're going to uh-huh. pitch in. Uh-huh. And then he has all of his money. Okay, but where's my money going to come from, Billy? Oh, the piggy bank will start to... Build back up. It only t- took me three years to save that two dollars and eighty-five cents. So, you know, by the time I'm eighty-six, I'll be able to pay you back. Billy, you're twenty-five. Yeah, I'm just a kid, but I'm still just a kid. I think it's time that we get you a job. Yeah, I mean, whew. I mean, I'm so busy, you know, with all my projects and me, uh-huh. me and Kurt are building that sweet jump uh, out in the gully behind the house. So, you know, uh-huh. that's been taking up most of my summer. 
And um, Billy, it's huh? August twentieth. Yeah. That jump isn't done. No. We're. Uh, I mean, you haven't gotten any sweet air on that jump. No, I'm so sorry. I haven't. Um, I just think that, like, if we could get our level B financing, then our contractors will come back to the job site and we'll have this knocked out in six, seven months. So, in about six or seven months, like, the, I'll be free and clear and that ramp will be done and we can get some sweet air. And then we can maybe start discussing jobs and income and responsibility and, you know, those things. Well, okay. Seven months later, we get, cut to this gully out back, and it is sweet. It is a professional ramp. This is something nicer than Evil Knievel ever jumped off. This is nice. Yeah, like down the middle of the ramp, it says, Billy Blaze! And there's... Uh, bursts of fire that go as you go down the ramp that like meet you so people that are watching yeah people that are watching from far away can see the progress you're making um okay Billy here's your helmet thank you thank you so much um now this air better be the sweetest air I've ever seen I mean according to Uncle Steve I mean before they locked him up uh, he said he did some sweet tweaks to this uh, scooter, so it's faster than ever now. Wait, your uncle's in prison? Oh, me and mom. Did, me and mom said in the last went. seven months he went to prison. Yeah, me and mom tried to. We, that's why there's been those holes cut out of your newspapers in the morning. We've been trying to hide it. For I years. thought that's so I could see. Now, there's there's articles in the paper about Uncle Steve. He did some shady stuff, but. Um, he says the government was setting him up. And I believe him. He's Uncle Steve. He's your brother, you know. Well, we better put this jump on hold while I go talk to your Uncle Steve. I, if you, there's sort of a crowd. I mean, if we want to put it on hold, maybe another, if, you know what, maybe we should. Another six, seven months. And then we'll do it. And then after that, we can maybe talk about me getting I'll go a job talk to and respond. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody, I'm yeah. Billy's dad, oh, Martin Blaze. Jump, are we doing the jump? Let's do the jump. No, my brother's in prison. Jump. Oh, yeah. Embezzler. Embezzler Steve. We he know was him. an embezzler? Well, you don't know? No, they've been cutting it out of my newspaper. Embezzlement Steve. Embezzlement Steve. Embezzlement Steve. Embezzlement Steve. Oh, no. Dad, Dad, what are you doing? You're getting them all riled up. I'm crying is what I'm doing, Billy. This is... Emotion. Let me... Okay. You want to see some emotion? Watch this. He goes down the ramp. The fire goes... And he launches off like a rocket straight up. But the flames coming out of the back of this thing are bright, bright green. For what if whatever Uncle Steve did to this thing. Oh, whoa, whoa, oh I whoa. wish Steve Blaze could have seen this. We got to prison. 
we see Uncle Steve sitting in his cell, black eye, cut face. He's having oh. a rough time in oh. prison. And Did you have to hit me so hard, Hendrix? That was my toothbrush. I told you many times before to not touch my things and my toothbrush. Man. And next time I will stab you in the fucking throat. Okay? Fine. All right? They're the same color toothbrush. I'm sorry. Through the window, a bright green light just fills the sky. It's happening! Blazing through the cell. They did it without me. That hurts more than this black eye. (sighs) It will hurt more than this. Oh, oh, my kidney. Oh, you stabbed me in the kidney, you bitch. All right, I am here with John Church. Hi, John. How are you? I'm well. All right, uh, for this uh, next segment, thanks so much for doing this, for being here. You're Celebrating uh, with me. 100. Yeah. Uh, my good friends, Carla and Holly from the Theme Park Films podcast, uh, sent in a wonderful little bit of history for us. Hello, Will, from History Made Up. This is Carla and Holly from Theme Park Films. Hello. Thank you so much for having us on your 100th show. Can you believe that Will is 100, Holly? Yeah, I can't. No, he doesn't look a day over 99 <laughs> shows. Worn very, very well. We are here to tell our own history story. What an honour. Such an honour. Will was on our podcast earlier this year in doing a fantastic cast member interview as Will used to work in Disneyland. I loved that episode. It's Holly's favourite episode. It is. Uh, And I guess about sex mine as well. It is mine. (laughs) I just don't want to make other people jealous. But with that in mind we thought we should give a history of Disneyland. Yeah of course as that's what our podcast is about. Yes, so basically, just to be brief, we talk about films that have been immortalised in a theme park. And obviously, because Disney is so huge, most of them are in Disneyland or Walt Disney World. So those are the things we tend to talk about, hence why we had the lovely Will on our show. So the history of Disneyland, I think it has to start with a Once Upon a Time. The concept of Disneyland was because... Uh, Walt was out with his two daughters at a like a fairground or park or something and they were on the merry-go-round and he was watching and playing and he wished he could join in but he couldn't there was nothing that he could really do he couldn't go on the seesaw on swings on the merry-go-round and he thought wouldn't it be great if a place existed where families could actually enjoy rides together and that was the idea behind it that was the beginning that's amazing so he had this idea and he already had a a few hits behind him by this point he obviously had mickey mouse uh snow white and seven dwarfs have been out in 1938 pinocchio 1940 dumbo 1941 bambi 1942 that's quite the run of it isn't it it is and also you know still very popular today yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I think kids watch it. I mean, we uh, 
when we talked about Peter Pan, you had no idea at the time how old it actually was because you just watched it as a kid alongside Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, and you didn't realise it was so much earlier. I think Bambi's the most, you know, the most shocking out of those that you just named. Bambi is horrific. It's like a horror film. It's dark. Well, that's when they started the trend of killing off any parent possible in a Disney film. They just love to kill a mum or a dad, or preferably both, in the case of Frozen. And that's that's kind of their thing, isn't it? <laughs> when did it open, Holly? July 17th, 1955. The food and drink ran out. A woman's high heel shoe got stuck in Main Street <laughs> in the wet, you know, the wet tarmac. Who goes to Disneyland in high heels, though, even in even in those days? Well, opening day. Mm. And the Mark Twain steamboat nearly capsized from too many passengers. Gosh. I actually have an interesting fact here. OK, so obviously I'm not 100% how true it is, but this is what I got told anyway. In Sedona, that is where the Red Rocks are, so in Arizona, Apparently, um, where Walt Disney got the idea from for Mickey Mouse was from the prickly pear cactus because they're like quite round shaped. So that's where he got his inspiration from, rumour has it. And also Thunder Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain is based on Sedona, the rocks in Sedona. Okay, I buy a Big Thunder Mountain. Mickey Mouse looks nothing like a cactus. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but his ears. You know what I think? I think he saw a mouse and that's where he got the idea. I don't think he actually looks anything like a mouse. Well, he looks more like a mouse than a cactus. No, but not like, look, here, I'm going to, I've found you a picture. This is not going to work on Will's podcast, you WhatsApping me a picture. <laughs> no, but I don't, I'm not bothered about that. I'm bothered about proving you wrong. That's, that's the kind of person she is with. She's not bothered about ruining your podcast. Back to opening day. The reason, or part of the reason, that it all went, went wrong with so many people was that counterfeit tickets were made. So, therefore, so many more people turned up than they expected. Oh, I mean, you wouldn't have that these days with your Disney magic bands, would you? wouldn't happen with a magic band but those days they probably just wrote on a raffle ticket or something <laughs> I'd imagine and gave it out interesting how they knew day one what the tickets looked like hmm maybe they were like golden tickets like like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory type golden tickets yeah and they were like oh you know any special guests get these and then some dodgy tout got hold of the image or something maybe but it was uh, televised, the opening, and I'm not sure who this person is, but he's called Bob Cummins, and I'm guessing the Americans listening will know who that is. I think he's a, a film star and, and a TV presenter of the day. And during a scene where he was hosting in Frontierland, when he didn't know the camera was on him, he was caught kissing a dancer. Oh. Honestly, at Disneyland. Leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they ironed out all the problems and they went on to uh, buy up Florida, which we won't go into. We'd take up the whole episode if we went into that <laughs> as well. But 
Well, sadly, never got to see Florida actually open, but you did draw up the plans for Epcot and Magic Kingdom, and that opened in 1971. So we hope you can do something with that, Will. I don't think so. Maybe pop it in the recycling bin on your <laughs> laptop and forget we sent anything in. Yeah. But thank you so much for having us on and good luck with episode 100. Aww. Well done. Bye. Hey, uh, hey, Billy. Billy, wake up. It's your, <clears throat> it's your dad. Dad? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what time is it? It's like it's, it's, it's like five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm I'm so excited. I couldn't wait. I was I've been sitting here watching you sleep for, for the last uh, twenty thirty minutes. Well, okay. I wanted to wake you up a long time ago, but okay. okay so <clears throat> I know things have been rough. Yeah. It's ever since you know we lost your mom and right. <sighs> yeah. So I just want I I want you. I've been trying extra hard and. Those nights uh, that I spend at the bar, right? Yeah, with Netflix to babysit you here at home, like yeah, and they finally s- they finally paid off, Billy. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna turn it all around. I, I don't understand what's happening. If I met this guy at the bar. What? <laughs> like, what what kind of guy? Is His name was Cheese It. Cheese It. Yeah, like the cracker, you know. Yeah. Okay. And he's sold. <sighs> I mean, he's selling tickets to Disney. I mean, you could have waited. We're going like to Disneyland. Disneyland. No, we're going to Disneyland. Do you hear what I'm saying, Billy? We're going to Disneyland. Disneyland. You know, I, we could never afford it. I could never afford it. Never. But, right. but, Jesus, he had such a good deal on these tickets. And look at this. I mean, these are legit. Come here. Put your little glasses on. Check this out. Oh. Disney's Land. You see that? And there's a picture of. Uh, <clears throat> Like there's a picture of Batman right on there, man. Dad. And Superman. Dad. You know, they have the new Star Wars thing there, so, you know, Dad. we're going to get Disney, to see. Disney is not spelled D-I-Z-N-E-E. Of course it is. Come no, on. What Dad. do you think you're smarter than your old? Look, at this is a solid gold ticket. I mean, look Dad, at you make flaps. Me, and you you use ring. movies as my babysitter. I know how to spell Disney. It's at the opening of all the movies I watch. No, I mean, okay, I guess. But look, it has that weird-shaped D. I mean, I recognize that everywhere. Okay. I mean... Walter Disney, look, it says right here, Walter Disney's Park. Uh, we all know that was his name, right? And that's the name of the place. But Down in Anaheim, we're driving to Anaheim. Okay, it I is got, in Anaheim. That's, that checks out. I got. I, I met this guy. He was also at the bar. His name was. stop meeting guys at the bar. This his is, name was Club, Club, just like the cracker. Yeah, that's right. And he was... Uh, he was uh, he's oh. telling me this uh, share ride service where... Uh, this guy, he comes and he picks you up and he drives you to wherever you want to go. Okay. And you only have to give him like 28 cents. What? Uber, his name is. Uber? Uber. Uber. With a Y, Uber. U- Uber. Yeah. Dad, this guy, he knows his name Uber. We could pay it. It sounds legit. It's a real deal. He gave me a phone number to call and everything. Dad, he think, said you have to use it on your phone. So I is that he, what Uber is? I think you and I define legit differently, Dad. This does not sound good at all. And I'm why. It's like five in the morning still. I was so excited because all your dreams are going to come true because now you get to go and have fun right, like Dad, the other kids. Dad, I mean, you're always out late at the bar. Did you sleep at all last night? No, I did not. Okay. I came oh, home. No. I lied when I said 20 to 30 minutes. I got home at 3 o'clock and I've been sitting in here waiting Dad, for you to wake up since. I'm oh. very excited. Listen, I think, I think maybe 
But you know, the whole thing with mom is affecting you harder than nah, you're nah, admitting. Nah, 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 nah. I'm fine. Uh, Dad, I think maybe you should. I've called it Uber right now, so put your, some pants on because we're going to Dis- Walt Disney's land. Oh. Cut to the gates of Disneyland. It's going to be right up. Right up here. Oh, hello. Uh, hello, sir. I have these two tickets uh, for me and my son. Yeah, let me take a look at those. There you go. Uh, sir, these are these are for some other place called Disney's Land. I, uh, Walter Disney's Land. That's Walter, the, Walter this is this guy's, Land. right? Well, uh... You know, that's I, what this is the place. I'll admit my my uh, my knowledge of the history of the company is not especially great. I assume his name probably was Walter, but I know this this is not how you spell Disney. I mean, look look at my shirt, look uh, at the sign. Yeah, it's spelled differently all over the place. It is, but this I mean, is the, not, look at the ticket. I mean, right. it has the Batman and the Superman driving right. right on there. Yeah, because I know you no, you got the new that's the six Marvel. Flags, that's six flags that, that magic. And, but look, there's a picture of a Hot Wheels on there, and I know you got that Cars Land oh, in there. Yeah. Sir, and there's, uh, sir, please what? move, move to the back of the there's line. There's an Ants. Sir. I recognize that character from the movie Ants, and you guys have that. We, that okay, one. okay. You know, we had a Bugs Life, we had Ant-Man. Maybe, maybe you're confusing the two. But sir, just move to the back of the line. There's a lot of people here today. Okay? I'm so sorry. Okay, you should just, just please go. Oh, Oh my goodness, that man caused quite a commotion, didn't he? Yes, he did. I mean, here's, people come in with these fake tickets all the time. Here's my wristband. Oh, thank you. And I just... Uh, oh, <laughs> my high heel seems to be stuck in, in, oh. the, in oh. this uh, grate. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me assist you with that. <laughs> oh, I don't... Well, oh, oh. that seems very... Oh, it's <laughs> stuck in there... Really stuck in it the is. tarmac. It's like, it's uh, stuck. Ma'am, I, mean, I would advise against wearing high heels at Disneyland. It's more of a, uh, you know, running shoe kind of location or a comfortable sneaker. Ooh, well, I, it's uh, my anniversary, so you know. Okay. It's a s- special occasion. Making things special for. First the, an- yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to. I just. I need to meet um, my husband in there. Okay. I had to run out to the car, and I'm just coming back in. That's what. But I just. I need your help. I can't. I'm. St- I'm okay, stuck. I'm stuck. You're stuck. Yeah, still. Yeah, I just it won't. I'm okay, let me let me get in here. I got my pocket knife. Oh no, <coughs> you can't cut it. No, no, don't. No, I'm just I'm gonna wedge it underneath. Everything will be okay. okay. You just have to trust me. I am a trained professional. Oh, they train us very well at I, Disney training. Sorry. Okay, this the line is the people are getting very angry. I know. Just, just 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 hold still. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> ah, there we go. Oh, oh, okay. There we go. Thank you. Okay, ma'am. Now I, I, I'm going to have to ask you and to now leave. I'll just take an, oh, my other one just got shoe. my other one got ma'am, stuck again, in the exact same grade. Again, ma'am, you should really oh, go with a, a running shoe, a sneaker, even a flat sole. It's my anniversary, and I want to look good, ma'am. There are lots of anniversaries happening today. Are you talking back to me? I'm not things. having a magical Disney experience. Well, you are this taking, not you are sucking the magic out of this experience. Okay, I am. You are. I am having an anniversary. These grates are not safe, and you have an attitude. These grates are safe if you wear the right footwear. What kind of woman? Who are you to judge my footwear on my anniversary? Okay, okay, okay. You know what? You know what? Today's my work anniversary. Okay. Where's my respect? Okay. Okay. You know what? 
I didn't. You know what? Maybe you should think about the people who work here, who try and bring joy, and and love, and happiness to all kinds of people for all their special events. And here you are holding up the line. Look, you know what that woman's here for? I don't know. It's probably with a Make a Wish Foundation. She's she's in a wheelchair. You know what? A wheelchair is not going to get stuck. Very rude. Just because she's in a wheelchair doesn't mean she's. We see a lot of Make a Wish Foundation people. Okay. Okay. It's still. And they appreciate us. They do what they don't appreciate is people wearing the incorrect footwear. Cut to the bowels of a Disney jail. Who? Well, gosh, Corey. You know you can't talk to the visitors like that. You have to be nice to that lady and help her out when her foot gets stuck. Steve, we're behind closed doors. You don't need to keep being goofy. I know you're dedicated. Okay, I know you're dedicated. As soon as I stop, I lose the voice. You know that, Corey. Come on. Okay, okay, Steve. I'm still your supervisor. Listen, you Steve, know you can't treat them like that. Steve, you'll you ruin the Disney experience. Steve, you didn't even remember that today was my work anniversary. Well, we did. We all remember. What? We had a surprise party prepared for you. Oh, no, you didn't. In the pavilion for as soon as your shift got off. You couldn't even make it to lunch before you cursed that lady in the high heels out, though. You couldn't even wait till lunch. Steve, listen. Corey always needs the attention. Steve, I've had had a really rough day, okay? And I appreciate you paying for my anger management courses. And I, I, you don't deserve this. You deserve better than than the employee I've been. And I, I really apologize. I really... I really appreciate you putting this party together. And I have to assume that it includes the entire cast of Even Stevens because you know how much I love that show. Of course. Of course. They're all here. (laughs) Even Shia LaBeouf? It took a little doing, but turn around. (laughs) Steve, I'm so sorry. Shy, I love you so much. I don't even care about what you do with the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> okay, I'm here with Sean Dangler. How are you, Sean? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks so much for being here for episode one. Woo! Yeah, pretty exciting. I know, right? Um, so, this is not a sports story. What? I know. I thought I'm the exclusive sports... uh... I didn't get any sports stories. (laughs) Otherwise, I definitely would have saved it for you. Yeah. Um, But I did uh, get a great story from my friend J.D. Peters from Salt Lake City. I met her when I was out there for the Skyline Improv Festival. It's a great festival. Check it out. Um, So let's go to J.D.'s story. This is JD Brooks, and I am recording for History Made Up in regards to the Mystic Hot Springs Hot Springs in Monroe, Utah. 
Now this place has a lot of history. Apparently it goes back at least a hundred years when the Native American tribes used to camp on the land on, above the hot springs, which would be warm to the touch, which is very important when you're camping. I just want to point that out there. It really sucks to have cold ground and sleep on that. So they definitely made a good call on that one. And um, later on, it was homesteaded in 1866 by the Cooper family. And um, they made it into Monroe Hot Springs, which had a gathering container at the bottom of the pools. And um, they actually set up a dance floor so people would come around on their horse and buggies and dance and soak and dance and soak and basically have like an old-timey rave the entire weekend and then go home to their farming. So after the Cooper family had the Mystic Hot Springs or Monroe Hot Springs, um, they had one cabin on their land when they actually turned it over to Mystic Mike, the current owner. Uh, now Mystic Mike began running the hot springs. There was only one cabin at the time and he started gathering cabins around the valley that um, I assume he would bring over in like a flatbed truck because they're pretty small. And um, he would set them up so that they still had the hatch marks and old timing goodness that the Mystic Hot Springs is pretty much known for at this time. So all of the renovations for all the cabins, they, they put in electric lights and everything. And, um, but they don't have heating, they don't have cooling, they don't have anything like that. So you're pretty much at the mercy of the weather, which can be pretty interesting from day to day. Mystic Hot Springs is along, along the hill of a valley. And um, along that hill, they get a lot of rain which means that you can go soak in the hot tubs in the middle of a rainstorm and then go back to your cabin, turn on the lights, get under the blankets, and read your favorite online scary story. Um, one thing that they don't mention in their online uh, biography is that Mike, Mystic Mike, who owns the properties now, had a thing for VW bugs and... Um, allegedly was touring with the Grateful Dead when he came across Monroe Hot Springs. Now, I don't know if the Grateful Dead have ever been through Monroe, Utah, but it's quite possible that they stopped here for the night, so we're going to believe that's true. And um, Mystic Mike took the Hot Springs, um, he paid his last traveling dollar for that land, and he turned it into a place with cabins that are renovated and still rustic and amazing. And he actually gathered lots of VW bugs and put them in a line across the property and turned them into sleeping areas. They uh, seed up to about eight to 10 people if you're happy being crunched in a van. But my favorite place about Mystic Hot Springs is the Gypsy Wagon which is a real gypsy wagon or um, traveling wagon with um, a bed and lighting and it's just the perfect one person bedroom for going down, working on your writing, getting in the hot springs and having an amazing time. 
So I would really recommend Mystic Hot Springs. It's pretty spectacular and very beautiful. Uh, the hot springs themselves right now are, um, they're set up so that there are huge clawfoot bathtubs that gather the water at different points along the mountain. So the water is always different temperatures. They regulate it pretty good, but sometimes they're really hot. Sometimes they're just like a warm bath. In any case, I would definitely recommend two thumbs way, way up. Definitely check out Monroe and the hot springs therein. Thank you so much. This was J.D. Brooks. And uh, feel free to check out my website at jdbyproxy.com and enjoy a nice soak in a hot bath. All right, campers. Yeah. Um, go ahead and line up. I'm Mystic Mike. Oh. This, uh, this is Shaman Sean. What up, bros? Yeah. Uh, he's not really a shaman, but he is our first aid and camp counselor and whatnot. Mm. Thank you all so much for coming. You all look just uh, wonderful. So out good. There. You look so good. Mm. And welcome to uh, Mystic Mike's uh, Mystic Mike Mystic Camp. Y- yeah, Mystic Mike's Mystic Myst- Mike Mystic, Mystic Camp. Mike's Mystic Mike Camp. Camp. Yeah, thing we're doing out here. Uh, we wanted to bring all the kiddos uh, out so you you know give them this experience. We're right? go- we're gonna be totally radical, bruh. Yeah, it's gonna be totally great. Shaman Sean's gonna take you through a couple different journeys. Yeah, we're gonna first we're gonna go down the. Uh, the, the wooded journey, and that's where we go out into the woods. Yep. And we look at all the different trees. And then and we go, of course, the water journey. Then we go to the water journey. Where we go down the river, and, and it's we, pretty dope. It's and pretty you're going to love it. Yeah. And then, of course, the mind journey. The mind journey. Where we take you in a yeah. classic ayahuasca ritual. Yes. And uh, Shaman Sean will guide you and uh, through the, the next dimension. Through, yeah, through the next dimension. Which uh, it is important, uh, we think, mm-hmm. uh, for anyone and everyone to uh, experience. It will be a wonderful time. So make sure that uh, your parents signed those medical waivers and permission slips. Because That'd be you, just super duper. Yeah. Go ahead and put those yep. in um, this basket that Shaman Sean is t- uh, yep. taking around Here right now. There you go. Uh, if you haven't signed the waiver, get the fuck out of our camp. Oh, yeah, you're definitely not allowed to be here. Mm-hmm. Just, we've had some trouble in the past. You know, just, just be chill. Just, just, be, just chill, be chill, bro. We're just chill. Be chill. We're, We're chill. chill. I mean, we're totally chill. We're totally chill, but you don't sign that waiver, get the hell out. That's right. Okay, and uh, now as he's going around, I want everyone to just take a quick look. Just take a quick quick glance at your wrist. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, your uh, armbands are color-coded. All right? Now... uh, Yeah, totally cool. Yeah, totally, totally cool. All right, now, Mm -hmm. the the, uh, blue, the blue armbands, there should only be two of you, right? Yeah, there should be two. Now, you're the exclusive campers. Your parents pay a little extra. You get a little experience. You do have your own cabins and lodges on the facility. Yeah, and your Uh, personal outside bathtub, you can jump in and do a little swirl-swirl. That's right, that's right, that's right. Now, if you look down and you see a red... Red. Wristband, mm-hmm. which is the other 18 of you. Yes. Unfortunately, that's the discount, and all of you will be sleeping in the van. In the van. The Volkswagen van. It's going to be real comfy hit. out there. Um, uh, well, I haven't. We found it on the property when we bought this property to make the Mystic Mike Magic Magic Kingdom camp. Uh, yep. Of mysticism. Of mysticism. When we did that, uh, we just it was just out here rusted out, and uh, we didn't do a dang thing because we just wanted to feel authentic. That's right. That's right. Now, uh, 
It's uh, you will notice as you're on the camp and the property, there are many tents and smaller cabins around. Mm -hmm. But no, you are not allowed to stay in there. None of your parents wanted to pay for the medium price. It was either those two exclusive Exclusive rich kids, and the rest of your parents were just cheap asses. So guess what? You're all in the van, and we'll be sleeping in all those those uh, cabins, rotating through. Every Each night, one. so you'll never be able to find us in yeah. our sleep. Yeah, so you'll have to, uh, if you need have a problem... Well, buddy system, honor system. Yes, that's the only way we're going to solve if you have a problem. Is find your buddy and figure it out. And, of course, after you go on the mind journey, you, yes. you will have a spirit creature that Ooh. you know is around you at all times. So you know and have someone to trust to yeah. talk to right there. Talk to that. So while we're off, you know, not minding our own business, doing our own thing, just talk to your spiritual. We're, I'm... I'm I'm, we're busy. I'm a busy guy. Yeah, we're busy guy. We're buying properties Mystic, around. Mystic, yeah, look I mean, at Mystic, Mystic Mike right here. This is a, just because Shaman Sean isn't a real shaman doesn't yeah. mean that me, Mystic Mike, yeah. isn't a real mystic. Hey. Obviously, I am a real mystic. You could tell by my eyeliner yes. and leather jacket in 100 degree got, weather. He's got a nice little hat wear, wizard hat he's wearing too. It's That's right. Cool. It's custom made. And so were these leather pants. Uh, those stars, mm-hmm. they glow in the dark, just yeah. so you know. In, uh, if uh, Kids, if you didn't know this, Mystic might also moonlights at night when you won't see him because he won't be in his cabin at the local strip club, Schwonkers. That's right. Tell your dads, come on down to Schwonkers. Schwonkers. Tell them, uh, give me a picture, uh, give me the receipt from the camp, and yep. they get 20% off the cover charge. Off the cover charge. That's right. Charge. Your dads are going to really appreciate I love that. It. Mystic Mike, I've been there Especially so many you, times. Especially you, Seth. I know your dad. Oh, yeah. He's so, much better than Magic Mike. That's what I'm saying. That's oh, clearly, saying. obviously. Like that yeah. movie, they ripped off Ma- Mystic oh, Mike right here. We don't need to get into that. Okay. All right. Sorry. I have a Sorry. lawsuit ongoing. <laughs> With Warner Brothers Studios, yeah, yeah I know. So it's, it's um, been tough. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. We'll just say that for now. Now uh, you're probably wondering uh, what there is to eat. Yeah, now, uh, the mess hall is directly behind you with lots of herbs. That's the garden. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to just scavenge. And remember, you have to keep keep this in mind. You are here for three weeks. You are here for so three weeks. So do not eat all the carrots on the first day. All the kids are always like, oh, a carrot. I know how to pull, pick that, and yeah. I know how to eat that. Don't. But then they're gone, yeah. okay? We've now, had to send kids down to the hospital because they don't eat They eat all the food right we, away. We need that food, too. And we also need that food. So we don't, don't ask why the kids had to go to the hospital. <laughs> yes. Let's just say they weren't being that cool. They weren't being cool with the food, and some of us get a little extra hungry. That's right. Now, we need to make sure... Uh, so Shaman Sean is going to wander around, and he's going to check to make sure you each have... 12 bathing suits and yes. 12 ball gowns yes. and or tuxedos. Now you say, wait, why that's you need crazy. that? But <laughs> if you think about important. it, that's actually only three days worth of clothes because yeah. as you know, we dance, we dance, we dip, we dip, we, we dance, dance, we dip. We dip. And, actually, and every time you're going to want to change. You yeah, don't want to get that water on gonna, your tuxedo. Uh, you yes. do not want, you cannot dance on the dance floor in a wet bathing suit. It's against the rules. We had a kid slip and fall. Mm-hmm. So if you do the math on that, math. if you're going to do a classic dip, dip dance, dip, dance, dip, dance, you're, you, you just went through three bathing suits yeah. and three tuxedos. So the 12 
that's only good enough for four days. Yeah. And I know you're not going to do want to do laundry more than twice. Because okay? we also don't have laundry here. The laundry you will do will go down to the river where the, the water journey is. And you'll have to dip your water, your clothes in there to and wash them. And it does them. not work very well. It doesn't. It is very uh, contaminated water. Absolutely. I've, I've, we Sometimes uh, at the end of the camp, if we've had a su- successful camp, I'll go light a fire down there because there's so much oil and crap from the local... Uh, oil plant up the way uh it just burns and also from our outhouses from our outhouses which are all perched uh a la slumdog millionaire yes on wooden stilts hanging above the river so if you need you need to climb the wooden ladder to get up to the outhouse mm -hmm. and do your business up there okay that's what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. okay so uh let's see what else do we need to cover did we get it uh i think uh at this time i'll say uh again my name's shaman sean first aid what he's the first aid he's in charge of first aid you hurt yourself you fall down you're you're just uh you get a bad trip trust me you want this guy on your side. I okay. will be there. Because I've had 17 bad trips in my life. And yeah. He was there for every one. Every one of them. I would have for sure committed suicide if it wasn't for him. Yeah, I prevent suicide. But unless you eat my carrot, then I will not allow you to prevent yourself from suicide. See, that made total perfect logic and sense. Right, kids? Yeah, that's perfect sense. Shaman Sean. Well, I'm not a shaman. I know how to speak a word. I should be a wordsmith. That's that's what I should be. That's right. Now, uh, also, there are no pets allowed. I there see a couple no brought pets. some pets. There is a nasty p- pack of coyotes in these woods. Yeah. So you uh, they, are, they ate my cat last week. They you know, I was real sad did. about it. That's why we just instilled that rule. Mrs. Giggles, we, she's we, gone. She's dead. She's in a coyote's stomach somewhere. That's right. So that's actually, I, I'm sorry the pamphlet lied to you and said... Yeah. Uh, Pet, pet friendly. It is not pet friendly not anymore. Pet friendly. We have just figured this out. And poor Mrs. Giggles. Rest in peace. So you're gonna want to go ahead and call your parents, tell them to come back. We are gonna lock these uh, in our cabin. In our cabin, but of obviously. Course, you're not gonna know where that is because we switch every day. And you did not pay for that experience, you poor kids. Rich kids, you can come and we'll tell you where the animals are and you can go play with. Oh them. yes, I forgot the the rich, the rich kids. kids. You are officially our best friends for the rest of the summer. Uh, If you want us to make the others do mean, weird things, let us know. No, you have the money. And uh, also the extra drugs and fun that we have at night when the little kids cram into the van, you will be able to participate in that. You'll be able to party with us. We know you were only eight and nine years old, but those permission slips your parents signed were really... Inclusive, they really and they inclusive. probably should not have signed um, them. Fun fact, we also have a sister camp that's all full of sorority girls that will come and party with us at night, and so you'll get to hang out with us. But with only these you two. Girls, but only we will you lock two. the red bands into the van before they come over. And like every sorority movie uh, stereotype you've ever seen, that's exactly what happens right here, every right time. now. Every time. Anything you can think of, it happens every night. Tonight. Every and night. Every night. And you it's will, crazy. You will it's be crazy. involved in that. And sometimes they come with us down to the strip club to cheer on Mystic Mike when he gets down to... Oh. Uh, to Louis Armstrong's What a Beautiful World. Normally I don't bring this up in the very first... <laughs> group session and meet yeah. but I sort of like to warm them up to it but yes 
the two, you two, uh, also get to be my oil boys for oh, my strip show. Uh, that's a real pleasure. For the next two Wednesday and Thursday afternoons, which is my time slot. It's the best time slot in my opinion. At the strip club. Well, it's when uh, the old ladies uh, are there with their retirement checks. And you know they love Mystic Mike. Oh, they love them some Mystic Mike. Okay, so any questions? Any questions? All right, I'm here with Travis Chernis, our final guest. Hi, Travis, how are you? Good. Great. All right, so, um, yeah, as you know, I went down to Louisville, uh, Kentucky, performed at the Damn Good Improv Festival last year with my buddies Brad McQuarrie and Stefan Gerhardt, and mm-hmm. uh, Stefan uh, called in with a story for our 100th episode. It's been 100 episodes. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that is really wild. You've probably been on the most. Probably not. Have I? You have to I don't know about lot. anymore. Yeah, you bail a lot. Oh, that's yeah. right. You had a new baby. Yeah. Excuses, excuses. I got good excuses. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you ready to hear Stefan's story? Yeah, let's, right. let's do it. Let's do it. One Hellish Thanksgiving by Stefan Gearhart. When I was a kid, I had one hellish Thanksgiving one year. I was about nine or ten, so somewhere in the late 1980s, and we went to my rich cousin's house for Thanksgiving up in Michigan. Their father was a bigwig at GE, and so they had this massive house. It had a pool with water slide, they had go-karts, they had this huge addition added to the house that became like an all-purpose room. It had a huge screen TV, an indoor playground, exercise equipment, dance studio, and walls that were lined with full-length mirrors for said dance studio. So anyway, we went to Thanksgiving. And before we even started dinner there, I got sick. Some sort of big flu bug kicking in full-time. I was vomiting and everything else. I was running a huge fever. So my family decided to put me in this all-purpose room as it was the coolest room in the house and far away from all the noise of Thanksgiving dinner. So they laid me down on a big settee couch with no arms on it, a big blanket, an ice pack for the fever, and a bucket for the vomit, and some medicine to help me get through. My cousin turned the TV on for me but told me I had to pick one channel because the remote was broken. So, on Showtime or HBO or some other pay network was some animated shows about Thanksgiving and stuff. And so they left it on there and went their merry way. Two hours later, after the animations were over and some other show was on, the scariest movie I had ever heard about in my entire childhood came on. The Exorcist. I grew up Catholic, and everyone knew to stay away from that movie. I knew exactly what it was and tried to cry out for help to my dad to change the channel, but no one heard me. I was too weak to speak loudly. So I said the heck with it, and I started to watch the movie. As soon as I got scared, I started praying multiple Harold Marys to no avail. And the movie did not let up. I was so frightened, I pissed my pants. And when Reagan threw up, I threw up. At one point... I even tried to turn over on my side so I didn't have to look at the TV, but I was in a settee with no arms, and the wall was a big mirror, so even on the other side I could still see the horrors. I closed my eyes, but could still hear the horrors. I heard things like Reagan screaming, Fuck me! Fuck me! 
and various scary Latin in a demonic voice. I turned back around and tried looking away from the TV, but every shadow to me was a demon coming to get me. I pissed my pants one more time. I screamed for my dad, but no voice came out of my mouth. I was trapped, too weak to move, almost as if I was possessed myself. But I sucked it up, and I just blanked out my brain the best I could until the movie was over. Finally, the movie finished. I pissed my pants one more time, but this time it was in relief that my nightmare was over. Then, as the film came to a close, the next program started up on the television. And to my horror, the making of The Exorcist came on, and I saw Reagan in full demonic, possessed makeup one more time, and I passed out. Um, Mr. Mr. Peterson, Mr. Peterson. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I I am uh, Doctor Rollins. I am the one that examined your son. Yes. Now, um, I'm sorry to tell you, sir, that um, well, your son. I'm not trying to insult you now, here, sir. Is it hepatitis? No. Okay. It's not that simple. It's povertitis. I'm afraid. Povertized? Yes, as your son growing up in such squalor and poverty, when he went to visit your successful brother, who yes, 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 and uh, we, he was around all of that cleanliness and those finer things. I just got he him is all sick. Very allergic to the finer things in life. So you see, he cannot be around these nice, fancy objects and. It's taken a hold of him very tightly. It's manifested its way. Um, now, I mean, this... This all this makes cr- sense. This I put him in a Von Mar once. Barfed everywhere. Yeah, say, yeah. I, I'm assuming you just figured he was just a child getting sick, but... Yes. No, yeah, no, no, that's uh, poof, terrible. I don't know what's, what you was doing in a Von Mar, but I'm glad you got out of there quick. Yeah, sometimes I go to um, listen to the piano music. It's just, you know. Yes. I can't afford to hear music any other way, really. Besides walking to to department stores. Of course, I I mean, I I understand. I can't relate. I mean, obviously, I'm a successful doctor. And was... I just I, I need you to be aware of some things. Now, while the disease was taking grip of him, yes. Now, uh this was before we realized what it was and so my nurses, uh they turned on the T V and it just happened to be You guys got a TV here? There's TVs in all I the rooms. I could watch it? Well yes, I mean you can't. I mean that's good to know. You need to hear about your son Okay, you, yes, continue. So uh <sighs> Like I said, we did not know what the issue was yet. Yeah. And so my nurse, um, she just happened to leave the television on. And the movie Forrest Gump was playing. Yes. And so, well, your son, he got up and he started just running. Running, running, running. We had to install a treadmill into his room. He's running. So we will not stop running. Now, he also... uh, insisted uh, that 
the nurses had AIDS, and he tried to impregnate one of them, and it was that. That's part of the povertitis, you see. Is the you, He's real dumb? You, well, no. You you do you, I have you, it? You mimic you mimic what you see. That's what it is. And since it was grip uh, taking a grip of him while yeah. Forrest Gump was playing, he just started sort of reenacting all the things that Forrest Gump was doing. You understand? He eating chocolates, demanding we bring him boxes of chocolates. Uh, order he filled out the forms and ordered leg braces, even though his legs are totally fine. He yeah. insisted he wear leg braces, and tried to break them off. You can't break those off. I seen the. Uh, show. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that your wife calling? You're gonna have to update her later. Yeah, <clears throat> I will. No phones allowed in the hospital waiting room. Sorry. Really, so. You know, I got this with that uh, government grant. Oh, that Obama phone? Yeah, it's been oh, the best. Congratulations. I, but I can't afford, like, you know, uh, it's it's just a phone. Yes. That's it. Of course. It doesn't do it. A lot of people have nice stuff on their phones. Oh, yes. I have I many. play games and stuff. I have many nice things on my phone. I play games. Yeah, Mine's my... just a phone. I, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's hard. Are you? What are I? Is he playing ping pong? Oh, my son. Ping pong all day, all night. Okay. After we had to remove the leg braces, because he insisted we take him off, and he ran for ten hours on that treadmill. Uh, he insisted we bring him a ping pong table. Now and another ping thing, ping ponging I... and shrimping. I was gonna say, and... is he shrimping? Oh, that was the hardest part of all. Hey, How's he shrimping? Well, honestly, we just brought a bunch of popcorn shrimp Yeah. up into his room, threw him in a plastic bag in the bathroom, tied it to a rope, threw the rope to him, and he pulls in the shrimp, and it it makes him happy. Enough. Okay, so with the povertize and the, uh, I guess he's been gumped, what are we, what are, what are we doing? Well, How do I fix it? We need to get him back into his... Uh, into his own place. Uh, it, it t- into our place? Yes. Into his own uh, level of comfort. He needs to be quarantined. We have too many nice things in the hospital. It turns. It's I mean, too clean here, too. There's really. a half a million dollar MRI machine just two floors down. You think that's helping him? No, oh sir. Oh, my God. No, well, How sorry. much money? Half a million dollars. Those machines are not cheap, my friend. How did you guys buy that? How many people did Shriners, you have to kill? Shriners. You burnt people to get it? No. Isn't what? that what the Shriners do? No, the they Shriners give hospitals money. Oh. Yeah. Isn't it about burn burn people, though? Oh, no, you're confusing Shriners with witch hunters. Oh. Yeah. I must be. I see. Well, uh, before I go, uh, so you got TV here? Yeah, but um, do not linger here, sir. Do you have towels? Clean towels? Of course, we have many, many clean towels. If this is a hospital, we need clean. Now, sir, do not oh. linger. Oh. I do. Uh, I think my son uh, is. I'm sick. Mm. I'm sick. I probably got the same thing he got. Now, you seem pretty fine to be, sir. So. Uh, I'm <laughs> Don't, don't try to fan gag in my weight. Now, listen to me. Sweat. Look at that. Don't, sweat. Do not make... You've been sweating this whole time, uh, sir. Sweat. Don't don't pretend that you're sweat. just starting now. Uh, you you talked about that $500,000 machine. Uh, make haste. 
Uh, Make haste, sir. Do not you? linger. Uh, I'm afraid Con Air is on after uh, for, after lunch, and you do not want your son watching Con Air with Bavertatis. You hear me? What have what happened? Well, the last time we had a patient in here? Yeah. With Bavertatis and Con Air was on? Uh-huh. He made all of us grow out mullets. Uh, hey, um... I, uh, just, I was so, like, happy about the test score that I got, and that, you know, I'm not going to be failing high school now. I just peed my you're, pants. You're not? I'm not going to fail You're not going to fail high school anymore? No, I'm not going to fail. Oh, I just went again, I peed. Oh, my God. Are yeah. you kidding? That is such a relief. I don't yeah. have the stupidest sudden... T- oh, I'm so relieved. Oh, God, I think I just shit myself a little bit. Yeah. I was so relieved. Uh-huh. I I for sure thought that my son, you, will you call were the grandpa? Stupidest. Call grandpa and tell him the good news. Okay, give me, get yourself changed and cleaned up and bring me. Here, here's the phone. Fresh. I'm just so, I'm so relieved. Call grandpa. Oh, thank you. You. Uh, this is your mother's cricket. I need my cricket. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Here, here's your cricket. Thank you. You know it's mine because it has the Punisher logo painted on the outside. I know. I'm sorry. I just that mom's got you know the. Hello, Dad. Yeah, Dad. You know how? Sorry, I'm just I'm a little moist and dirty, sticky right now. You know how Barry's just an idiot, and we always thought he would be the dumbest kid in school. Yeah. And in town. Well, he just got his test results back. Yeah. And it's a huge relief. He passed. Oh my God, he passed! I'm he so did. relieved. <laughs> ah! Oh God! All my boils just popped. Oh, Dad. Yeah. That's great news. Yeah. Oh, I'm so relieved they all popped. All right, well, uh, I'll have to go tell your mother. Tell your nurse so she can help clean you up. Okay, yeah, I will. That, that sounds really good. Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. All right, great. Bye. <laughs> Hello? So, Hello. Yeah? Oh, you're, look at your boils. Look yeah, at- they're drained. <laughs> wow, they all popped. Yeah. My grandson's going to pass high school. What? I mean, yeah. what? He's gonna pass. You, I don't have to. You I don't, don't have, have to, to drain the boils anymore. No, really. I mean, what a relief that. Yeah, relief. What yeah. a, what a relief. <coughs> oh god, I'm so sorry. I just, oh. I vomited in relief. I mean, that's oh god. <coughs> oh god, that's so relieving. I'm so relieved. I don't have to drain all your boils anymore. Yeah, this is great. great. I mean, I'm gonna call my boss and I'm gonna call my boss and tell him. They don't need to pay me anymore because I don't need to do the job because your boils are all dried up. Great, yeah. It was nice meeting you over these last couple weeks and all, but I'll talk to you later. Okay, great. Hey, Charlie. Yeah. Hey, guess what? What? You know, uh, Mr. Thompson? Yeah. All his boils, they all popped. What? I don't need to drain them anymore. You don't have to drain his boils? No. You have another assignment for me or... Should I just? I'm I mean, just so relieved right now. Yeah, that I know, uh, right? It was like a huge relief. 
What, are you relieved that I don't have to be there anymore? Yes, I'm so relieved you don't have to be in there oh, anymore. thank you so much. Uh, my cancer just left my body. Is that what that is? Help! Help! Help me! Please help me! No help! Nobody's gonna come. Nobody's gonna come here. Oh, please, angels. Angels, please. Save me. Save me from this. Oh, I'm so weak. I can't do anything. Nobody can hear me. I can't move. Mike Trout up to bat. Angels oh, no. lead at the top of the second. No! Two no, to one. No! Here's the pitch. The <gasps> strike one. No! 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 <laughs> I can't stand it. I Mike Trout's looking great. It. This season, oh. after he signed that big uh, contract extension, he's uh, no. getting a couple practice wings in no. there. The pitcher's looking down. Oh, no, not him. Here comes one the one pitch. Ball. Outside. Okay. Okay. The Angels haven't won a World Series in a few years, and they're, they're looking pretty okay. good. They sure are looking to turn things around. Okay. 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 Trout knocks the dirt off the bottom okay. of the shoe. Dirt. Okay. There's a wind okay. up. And no. the 1 1 pitch. Okay. Start. Start. Oh, hi. No. It's going in the left right field. <laughs> if it gets it. Oh, it's gone. Oh, 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 Angel. No. Ah, 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 ah. Mike Trout with a two run home run. Gives Angels a 3 another lead! Uncle? Yes? Yes? Come in. Please. Yes. Don't be afraid. You can come into my den. I just uh, I passed let, the activity room. I don't let your siblings in because they're too young and they don't understand grown-up things. They're at the indoor playground. Wonderful. That's the place for them, because they're children. You, on the other hand, my boy. I've seen things. You're growing up, and you've seen things. You've lived life. That's right. Feel free. Come in. Close the door behind you. Come sit. Sit okay. on the leather couch next to yes. the fire next to me here. Yes. Would you like a Is this drinks for me, too? These strings? Drinks. Drinks? I was just going to offer you a brandy. Would you like a yeah. snifter of brandy, my young man? Yeah, I don't know what a snifter is, sorry, but... It's this um, glass right here. Yeah, See, that's this, what I this want. This shaped glass? That's the one I want, yeah. Yes. Okay, just tell tell me what, what's on your mind. What's, no! Yes. That's strong. It is, yes. It's, it's what what's men drink. Mind? It's what people who've seen things and lived life. It's what they like to drink. Well? So please tell me, unburden yourself. Nephew, unburden yourself. What's on your mind? So, um, I saw a video mm. of your wife, Aunt Teresa. Mm, yes. When I was in the parlor, I caught a glimpse of a video of her playing on TV. Lovely Teresa, and of course. She love spun my her head around in the video. Yes. Oh, yes, she did. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Uh, yes, yeah. Now, I know you're a little... More advanced and mature than your brothers, obviously. Right. So you can understand. Um, 
You'll get used to it. Just breathe through it. Breathe through the burn. Okay. Now, um, well, your aunt, my lovely wife, she's an yeah. act- she's an actress. In the okay. films, in the movies. Yeah. Glitz and glamour, the silver screen. You understand? And on the oh. s- in the movies, sometimes they they'll portray things. It's these classic stories of good versus evil. Yeah. Right versus wrong. Uh-huh. And sometimes good people oh. have to play just drink it. Just here, let, here. You need more here. Let me refill it. Oh. Swirl it around. Let it breathe. My head's getting light. Yes, it will. It will. You f- is it feeling so light that perhaps you could spin it all the way around? You see? You see? No. I was just asking did I do it? theoretically. No, you did not. It felt like I did it. I bet. So now, so now you see how your aunt... You see how you, you see how your aunt was feeling. You see what she was yeah. channeling. This darkness, this evil. Uh-huh. Yes. They pay her a great deal of money to pretend to be so evil. That's how you have all this stuff. That's right. That's how I afford all these nice fancy things. Oh. That's how we're able to oh. let you escape from your ramshackle hut where you live. Escape. So you can come and visit me and your aunt, where we have live here with some of the finer things. You don't look well. Are you okay? I'm escaped. Are you okay, young man? I'm escaped. You don't look well. Here, have more brandy. You need to flush this out of your system. Yes, yes. Uncle? Yes, Kenneth. Yes. Uncle. Are you sick? Uncle. Do you? Oh, my goodness. I've read about this. (laughs) Your mother sucks cocks in hell, motherfucker! And that's it. That's our show. Episode 100. There you have it. I want to thank all of the storytellers. Sean Madden from St. Louis. Carlin Holly from the Theme Park Films Podcast in London. J.D. Brooks from Salt Lake City. Aaron Daruska from San Francisco. Nero Negron from Miami. And Stefan Gearhart from Louisville, Kentucky. It means so much uh, to me that all these different improv communities have welcomed me and been so kind and hospitable and I've just made the best new friends um, I'm just the luckiest guy that I get to do this um, I also need to thank the improvisers Jackie Wessels, John Churchma, Sean Dengler, Mari Morose, Mike Kitzman and Travis Chernis. Um The Des Moines Improv scene is better because of all of you, and uh, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you do. You guys are the best, and you make this community great. Um, I do have an announcement I need to make. 
I have got a new job and I will be moving to Detroit, Michigan. I'm very excited to start playing and improvising with some of my great friends from Detroit. I know that the live episodes from there have always been so much fun. Uh, I got a new job and it's too good to pass up so I'm going to be moving on and because of that I'm going to take a little hiatus. So this is this all just sort of came out of nowhere. It's a crazy whirlwind. Uh, I'm going to take the month of August off. This will be the last episode until September. It just happens to be that it worked out. I got the job while I was editing together the 100th episode. So this is just the way that it worked out. Uh, I want to thank all the listeners. You guys mean the world to me. Um, you know, this the podcast is for you. And uh, I hope if you've learn something from a couple episodes that's great but the main takeaway that i really want everyone to learn from this is there's great improv and great performers and so much great comedy in your city and state you don't need to go to los angeles you don't need to go to new york you don't need to go to chicago to see good improv and to see really great talented performers and so Go out, support your local improv scene. I love y'all so much. Keep following History Made Up on Twitter. History Made Up on Instagram. HistoryMadeUp.com is the website. And we'll keep you updated for any new news and information. Uh, What a great experience it's been. 100 weeks, 100 episodes. It's just amazing. I love you all. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.